We made it through another week and it's almost time for my favourite ride of the week, the group ride tomorrow. Oh jeez, I didn't know what you were going to say there. Um, <laughs> I need to get my mind out of the gutter. Um, <laughs> it is episode number 474 of the Roadman Podcast. It's Newbie Questions. Let's cue that intro. Big questions, this. How do we use cycling as a tool to improve our health, our happiness, and our longevity? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Anthony Walsh, and welcome to the Roadman Podcast. Roadman, welcome back to episode number 474. Sarah's back with more newbie questions. So here we go. Let's go straight in. No kissing. Sarah, welcome back. <laughs> no kissing. Um, thank you very much. Happy Friday, everybody. We're here again. Newbie questions. We made it through another week and it's almost time for my favourite ride of the week, the group ride tomorrow. Oh, jeez. I didn't know what you were going to say there. Um, <laughs> I need to get my mind out of the gutter. Um, <laughs> I'm gone bright red here. Thank God we're not. Thank God we're not doing videos today, even though you do look very smart. Yeah, I'm wearing a salmon coloured shirt today. Pink. <laughs> salmon coloured shirt. Pink. It's very pink, everybody. <laughs> Real men wear pink. Uh, do we want to start off by doing a little bit of a jump into the update on the deadly love triangle that we covered a few weeks ago? What, and the talk, plot thickens. Yeah, some of the latest updates on it, which I actually thought was in bad taste, is sponsors terminate contracts with Colin Strickland. So Colin Strickland, from everything that's come out so far, is in no way a part of anything that went on. His only crime is proximity to the case, which isn't a crime. And yet his sponsors have ran a mile. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rafa came out and they were the second uh, company to ditch on them Specialized I think were the first one who their statement said Specialized has terminated the contract agreement with Colin Strickland and will no longer be sponsoring the athlete Rafa came out like many we've been following the news around the incredibly tragic death of the gravel and mountain bike prodigy and prominent member of the American cycling community Mo Wilson, we are deeply saddened by her senseless death and we are sending our condolences to Mo's family and friends. In light of the recent events, we've mutually agreed to end our partnership with Colin Strickland with immediate effect. And a bunch more of Envy, Alloyed Bikes have ditched them. Red Bull haven't commented yet, which is brilliant to see that they're sticking by uh, the athlete. You know, the old legal saying of innocent till proven guilty is quite uh, to the front of my mind because it's not even like he's been accused of anything. There's no accusation. It's only because he's close to it and they're worried about brand damage. I don't know, arguably, is there a little bit more brand damage by them bailing on somebody who's done nothing? Totally. I just think they've, they're running for the hills when they, you know, he's, he really needs them at this point. Like, look, we don't know the absolute ins and outs, but if every, any, Every sports star that got caught cheating or, you know, going for dinner or swim with a lady who wasn't his, you know, wife or well, There's been no allegation of him or accusation of him cheating either. Yeah, well, there you go. But if even if that was the case, n- none of the sports stars would have uh, sponsors anymore. Look at... <laughs> look at <laughs> Tiger Woods wouldn't have <laughs> his uh, golf clubs to play Look away. at Pique and Shakira. If you're going to do the dirt on Shakira, sorry, but I mean, where do you go up from Shakira? <laughs> <laughs> have we got any uh, actual cycling related uh, content today? Uh, we have, uh, we do a little bit, yeah. We um, Did you watch Unbound? 
I watched the high, it's actually a frustration of mine. There's nowhere to really watch Unbound. Flow bikes were covering it, but I got bored by that one last year and the coverage wasn't great. You expect the full on Discovery Plus Eurosport treatment of it with, you know, helicopters and instead there was like a... We're spoiled really now, aren't we? We expect that from every ah, race. Look, you'd, there'd be a lad streaming an under 16 hurling match with his mobile phone on the side of the pitch would be better coverage <laughs> than Flow Bikes was given to Unbound. It was won by a Dutchman, first non-American to win Unbound. Nine hours, 22 minutes. It's a beast of a day. My favourite thing was Lawrence Tendam afterwards and because there was a big debate in the lead up to it about should there be use of aero bars and Pete Stettner tried to round up who's been on the podcast tried to round up a bunch of favourites and said to them look we'll all agree to not use aero bars some agreed some didn't agree they couldn't get a consensus but anyway Lawrence Tendam you know former Tour de France top 10 rider found himself in a group off the front of the race I think about 90 100 mile in with mainly lads who had aero bars and in his words he said fuck it send it and do this hawk on my legs so he went on the attack with like 200 kilometers of race and left to go and he put on a big big show and he got caught late and i don't know that there wasn't a little bit of wheeling and dealing done up front there his buddy uh, an up-and-coming rider took the win so i don't know yeah, it's... Um, and a few palms greased. I don't know, it feels weird, doesn't it, to put aero bars on a gravel bike. I, I Like, I know these guys are out to win and they, they there's obviously big sponsorship deals, but it, does it not go against the whole ethos of gravel bike where it's a bit non-conformative, you know, your kit doesn't have to be perfect. It's, well, that's why, there's, that's why they can't really legislate or around it because... There is no rules. You can turn up on, you know, any sort of bike you want. You can use any sort of equipment you want, wear anything you want. And it's welcoming for everyone. But by being welcoming for everyone, you're also welcoming in people who spend time in the wind tunnel, people who've, mm-hmm. you know, really geeking out on this stuff. And there's big prizes for it. So, uh, yeah, it's hard to know where it will go, but it's a bit of a boring debate because it just keeps coming up time and time again. I think it's, I think it's really cool. A shout out as well to Sofia Gomez Villafane. She's a female, uh, winner of Unbound she went solo for over 80 miles uh, for for Unbound so well, will you be trying to catch 10 her hours 27 minutes <laughs> no I don't think so would you be making a gravel debut next year I don't year? know um, I would love to try it I just oh, I don't know It's hard. The, ro- the road is hard enough it's not why add more torture fun <laughs> fun fun <laughs> Okay, do you want to jump into questions? Uh, yeah, let's jump into some questions. Okay, here we go. So I dropped my bike into my local bike shop for pre-Wicklow 200 service and I knew that I needed new tyres. The guy in the bike shop asked me if I wanted race tyres or puncture resistant tyres. I haven't got a clue what he was talking about. He said that race tyres would be light and fast and puncture resistant tyres would be slow and then he used the term dead. I've been cycling about 130 to 200 kilometres a week lately so I stupidly went with a tyre in the middle. One that was fairly puncture resistant but not too slow or not too dead. I want light and fast, but I didn't want to keep getting punctures. So can you explain the difference between race tyres and puncture-resistant tyres, please? And what tyres should I, a newbie doing his first Wicklow 200, have bought? Uh, Puncture-resistant tyres should be outlawed. Uh, I love local bike shops. Let me preface what I'm about to say about that. I think they're the heart of the cycling community and it should be a brilliant place for hangout and advice and learning and stuff, but often they're not. And the staff in a lot of bike shops are shit and don't know what they're talking about. 
puncture resistance horrors shouldn't be a discussion. They shouldn't be a topic. We've talked about this, I think, in private there when you're asking me about horrors. But when you ask someone that they want puncture resistant horrors, what you're saying is, do you want a big chunk of rubber? Do you want a heavy rubber tire? But what makes a puncture resistant always makes it very hard to stick to the ground like there's no grip on it so a puncture resistant tire like a gator skin it has no place in a country like ireland like england or anywhere it gets you know unless you're in Colombia and it rarely rains there's no point of having this tire because as soon as it rains it's going to be very very dangerous and slippy on corners so you're trading puncture resistance for a hospital field is your trade-off there so you almost never want your puncture resistant tires a new tire is going to be puncture resistance. There's this myth that there's tires out there that are, you know, you're only going to get 100 kilometers out them and they're going to need to be replaced. You get a good tire like a Continental GP5000, you get a Victoria Corsa Evo, a Victoria Rubino, any of these tires are going to have loads and loads of grip and loads and loads of puncture resistance and are going to do you for hundreds of kilometers. You know, so they're going to be changed, I would say, every three months if you're doing decent mileage and you're fine so pay a little bit extra for one of these tires because it's going to be a lot safer on the corners a lot safer on the descents it's going to give you more grip if it's wet and it's going to give you more confidence in the corners and it's not going to puncture as long as you replace it semi-frequently and so i know that this this guy is doing wickler 200 and no one wants to puncture and i need to take my own advice here as well but kind of becoming more comfortable with actually changing you know, changing tubes. But why is everybody so terrified to puncture? Is it they feel that they're going to lose control of the bike if they puncture, you know, get a mad wobble or is it just they don't want to stop or they don't feel comfortable changing? It ruins your day. I think so. It's like, it's just miserable. Like when you're puncturing, it's miserable. It's especially on an event like that where you're already, you know, pushed to the limits and you have a lot of you have a lot of stuff going on in your mind. Like I'm trying to fuel well, I'm trying to, you know, organize logistics, stick with the group. And then all of a sudden you have 10, 15 people waiting around for you to change a flask and your dirt all over your hands and you're, you know, maybe you're not that comfortable. Even for someone, I've changed literally thousands of punctures at this point. And I, I just still don't love puncturing. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's miserable. Like it's no one likes just holding the group up and being on the side of the road for five minutes. But I think a good tip is on a, won't work so much on a Wicklow 200, but on a training ride, if one person punctures, don't stop the whole group. Let the whole group go on. Maybe one person, it's a bit more experienced, wait with the person who's punctured if he's inexperienced and just to make sure he has everything he needs, knows what he's doing. Let the group go up the road five minutes, do a U-turn and then come back for him because it's less pressure on everyone. The group can still ride so they're not getting angsty and the guy or girl fixing his or her puncture is, hasn't got all those eyeballs yeah, like kind of 15 ads and everyone thinks they're a genius don't do it like this do it like that <laughs> it's like even though I fixed a thousand punctures thank you for your advice <laughs> so um, you're not going to do the Wicklow 200 this year you did it a few years ago I did it a few that years ago I might roll out and do the 100 we'll see mm-hmm. um, but I don't think I'll do the 200 just after being sick uh, a couple of weeks ago I've done very little riding the last few weeks so you did 300 that day because you cycled over from Clintarf and yeah, then cycled I didn't do home quite 300 but yeah I got it <laughs> was a good long day big big day big day I'd love to do the Wicklow 200 sometime but I don't know what's stopping you it's two days from now <laughs> I'd love to do I my- have him on the bike in a few in a few days I'm sure I've been sick sticking to that excuse the other thing was you wanted to chat about your uh, moment in time podcast Yes, yeah, so actually I put a feeler out for this on Twitter. It's something I've been wanting to do for ages. I've wanted to capture specific moments in time. 
uh, iconic moments in time that maybe after these people are gone, the stories will fade. So I want to capture and immortalize some of these brilliant moments in time in a standalone podcast. They're going to be highly produced. So maybe I'll get one out every quarter at best. But the first one I'm looking to do is one of our Saturday club ride colleagues, the iconic rider, Sean Lally, who's one of the best ever on the Irish scene. Sean is 80 now, so in the peak of his health still at 80, but I'm acutely aware he's not going to live until he's 200. So I want to strike while he still has memories of winning a Ross stage and capture this moment. So it's something I'm going to chat with Sean. I haven't even chatted to him about it yet. So if you're listening, here you go, Sean, this is me <laughs> asking you. Uh, I'm going to try and get it done in the next couple of months. And that's one I'm really excited about because I think it's a... Uh, it's just nice to look back on that stuff and to, you know, remember those crazy feats in the generation before social media and a million cameras in a million different directions. Yeah, amazing. Really looking forward to that. Okay, next question. I listened to the interview with Sunsack on mental skills training. Anthony, have you tried it? What do you think? I haven't tried his formalized training, but if you listen to the podcast, what I actually kind of naturally started doing this years ago if I have back and explain a little bit as to the podcast for people who haven't listened okay to and, it. and you probably will in the explanation you probably do this as well Sarah uh, so a lot of what it's talking about is distracting ourselves from an interval so say you have mm-hmm. a 20 minute interval to do how do you mentally distract yourself from the effort while also maintaining the effort so his idea and his app is uh, go back and listen to the podcast on it for a better you know, explanation. This is kind of a board's eye view. But his idea is if you do mental arithmetic and mentally challenging games to take your mind away from the pain, there's actually studies to show it can improve performance. But I think anyone who has been in the game a long time, pre-Zwift and pre-all this you know, stimulus to get us through and distract us from stuff, we naturally just, this was something you did you were doing an interval and you'd start, you know, trying to do complex maths in your head. So you would go, right, well, what's 724 multiplied by 865? And you're like, okay, how do I do this? And you're trying to struggle to do it, to distract you. And then you'd look back down to time and you say, okay, I'm not going to look at the time again now mm-hmm. until I come up with seven words that are all starting with the letter F and end the letter E or something. And I can hand on heart say I've never done any of those things, but I am going to try that. Like I can't even add two plus two when I'm uh, doing an effort. Yeah, but that's kind of the thing. You want to come up with something you can't get the answer to easily. And that's what keeps you distracted from it. Okay. But on those days when it's not going well, you kind of look down, you have a 20 minute interval to do and Mm. you go through all this mental arithmetic in your head and you're like, okay, I'm going to look back down now and hopefully I have like four minutes left and you look back down, it's like 15 seconds have passed and you're like, oh shit. Yeah. Those seconds are like minutes. What I usually do is I put, if I have a 20 minute interval, I make a playlist of songs that I absolutely love for 20 minutes. So I know that if I'm on song two, or getting through it, I kind of have maybe three more songs to get through. I don't know if that's what I do. But um, but also you have another strategy, which I've never seen anyone do before. You <laughs> like to close your eyes when you're doing intervals. <laughs> Anthony, when I, was doing, when I was doing my testing a few weeks ago, I got in off, came into the sitting room off the Watt bike and Anthony's like, what was your maximum power? And I was like, I don't know, I had my eyes closed. And he's like, what do you mean you had your eyes closed? And I was like, I close my eyes when I'm going really hard on the bike. <laughs> so if anyone's on Sarah's wheel, <laughs> okay, and you're outside and it's going hard. Not outside. Let me just tell you, it's not a good place to be. <laughs> 
just don't close your eyes. That's it. Does that not seem like a bad habit to get into? It's just on the on the indoor bike. I don't know. It's just like the effort. I'm like screaming inside. So just close the eyes, grit the teeth, get through it. Yeah, if you're listening to the podcast, don't do that. Don't ever do that. <laughs> but anyway, more about the. So you have you tried them, and you think that they're a good idea? This kind of mental arithmetic. Well, I've only tried the bits I talked about. Okay. So I would give it a, give it a bash. Give, give it a, it a lash. Okay. Are we going to do Tech Corner again this week? Yeah, I think so, because um, Specialized have a new shoe out. I meant to send you the link. My birthday's coming up in a couple of... Your birthday's quite a few months away, so... Yeah, but these are, they're very expensive. Okay, so, <laughs> <laughs> so they've just launched a new S-Works Torch shoe. And this is basically a new, a newer, wider, lighter and more comfortable version of the S7 or the Specialized 7s. So you have the 7s or no, you had them. No, I haven't you had physic them in a at few the moment, years. I've, are you? I've had physique or ones for the last six years, I'd say. But I did have a pair of specialized when I was in college. I saved up for so long for those shoes. They were 250 pounds. Mm. That's still a lot of money for a set of shoes. You get a pair of Le Boutons for that or a pair of Ch- Chanel's. <laughs> I don't know what either of those are. <laughs> But anyway, these are basically wider. So the shoe itself is wider. Um, if you if you're finding that the fit on a lot of the cycling shoes is very very narrow, and it basically allows the foot to spread more within the shoe, so it uh, distributes the the down pressure more evenly on the pedals. So apparently that's really good. And they've a new boa tightening mechanism that pulls the shoe down onto the foot. You know the way when you pull the boa, it just seems to tighten the sides of the shoe. This is spread across the shoe, so it gets it really really nice and snug and tight uh, into the shoe it's stiffer stronger and 20 grams lighter than the sevens how much will they send me back almost 340 euro but they they do look pretty cool don't they they're very they're a nice nice. shoe specialized always do a nice shoe and they would go super well with Mm. Pinarello's new gravel bike. That's what I've had my eye on this week. All right. Pinarello, it's called the Gravil, G-R-E-V-I-L, the Gravel F. Now, one part I'm not a fan of, they've kind of led in their marketing on the Gravel F saying it's 4% more aerodynamic and saves five watts at 40 kilometers per hour compared to the previous model. Like, do we care? Are we that bothered about how aerodynamic our gravel bike is? I'm not sure if we are. What I would focus on more is it's super cool. It looks beautiful. It's one of the nicest gravel bikes I've seen out there. And in a nice move, they have also increased the tire clearance on the Gravel F, which means now it can take 700 by 50 mil tires, which is just brilliant for if you're graveling, especially Ireland, UK, and you're graveling through the winter in some pretty thick muck stuff, having that ability to run 50 mil tires is a lifesaver. So I... Definitely can't afford the Gravel F, but it's a bike that will be very, very high on my wish list it if I could. It is a beautiful bike. Pinarello are, they're stylish. It's very, very stylish. Yeah, You're very, balling very nice. when you have a Pinarello. Yeah. yeah, there you go. That's all we have time for this week, That's folks. Uh, tomorrow, the group ride is on at 9.30 a.m. If anyone is Dublin-based, we meet at 360 Cycles for kind of a three to three and a half hour coffee spin. And I'm actually a podcast I'm really excited about, which I didn't mention. I'm trying to put more of a focus on, I just loved London when I was over there and I loved the cycling culture. And it wasn't a culture that I was particularly aware of. I kind of tagged London as big city, not that into bikes, but it's like, 
it's like the Mecca of cycling. You know, we talk about Girona being the Mecca of cycling or Mallorca. They're the Mecca for, you know, cycling routes. But all the cyclists are in London. There's such a huge, huge community over there. So it's something I'm trying to have more of a focus on is London cycling to serve just a massive amount of people over there. So I'm super excited to have Alex Richardson on the podcast soon. A Londoner, he's a guy who gave up a career in investment banking, which was super promising for him and embarked on a career as a professional cyclist, but he's a really interesting character, including, uh, he's the guy, sorry, you'll remember, that was training in Richmond Park, and four people, four guys on two on each moped, came up to him with machete, and they pulled him off his bike and dragged him like 150 metres holding onto his bike and then pulled like a 16-inch machete on him. And so it, it really exciting chat. I'm uh, super interested to bring that one to you guys next week. We have a little bit of that in Ireland as well with, um, bike, you know, people out training and cars rolling up beside them and taking bikes in the middle of nowhere. Does that, is, have you heard of any instance like that recently? Well, just been a couple. I've always uh, cautious on that stuff. Is that happening more now than it was previously or is it now we're hearing about it and we previously didn't hear about this stuff? This is my beef with like, uh, people saying, oh, the roads are so dangerous. I don't think the roads are not more dangerous. I've been riding a bike since on the roads on my own since I was probably 14 years old. And I don't think the roads are any more dangerous now than they ever have been. The pe- number of people documenting how dangerous the roads are now is massively increased in this culture of cameras everywhere. Yeah, gotcha. I, go out and ride your bike. Just ride your bike yeah. in your hand. Thanks for tuning in and I'll be back to you again. Sarah will be back tomorrow for the Sarah's Saturday special and then I'll be back to you on Monday for another regular scheduled broadcast. Have a great weekend. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Have you ever wondered how good you could actually be? Each of us has a unique set of circumstances with work, family and social obligations, but we also want to fulfill our potential in cycling. Okay, okay, maybe you won't ever win the Tour de France, but for most of us, this is what cycling is about. So let us build you the perfect training plan around your lifestyle that's totally unique to you and will help you finally realize your cycling dreams. So whether you're just getting started on the bike or if you're a more seasoned cyclist, we have a suitable coach for you. So why not schedule a call with us and we can have a chat about how we can help you go further than you ever dreamed of in your cycling and fitness goals. Go to roadmancycling.com forward slash contact or pop me an email directly to sarah at roadmancycling.com.